Yo, episode number 46, coming to you from the IM Studios in the heart of Los Angeles. This is the last episode of 2023. It's the completion of our first year here at In A Minute with Evan Lovett. And now look, this year was a whirlwind, but we did it. We found a rhythm. We built an audience. Thank you very much to everybody who tuned in. And we had some incredible guests. Stevon Oriel, Michael Connolly, Mayor Karen Bass, Vincent Rocco Vargas, just to name a few. I can't wait for you to see who we have lined up for 2024. But today, I want to bring you something special, something fun, something sort of year-end lighthearted appropriate. We're bringing back my favorite guest ever, my wife Irene, the woman behind LA in a minute, as well as my son, Felix for his first ever podcast appearance. And I'm going to put them in the big chair and ask the questions that you wanted to know. All you that answered the Q&A, get ready, because your questions are about to be answered. And this is the last episode of the year, so you know we got to take the gloves off and have some fun with it. So grab a drink, relax with this one. We're going to make you smile and hopefully make you laugh. And my son Felix, he's usually a little bit on the shy side until he gets to know you, but he wanted to get on the mic. So I applaud that assertiveness, and I'm excited to hear his unique perspective on L.A. as a 10-year-old growing up in this awesome city. His segment's going to be called Felix's Five Favorites. And as always, we end with one thing to do in L.A. this week. This is actually the thing to do in L.A. this week. And it's something uniquely Los Angeles that's celebrated and envied by millions of people around the world every year. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by McKenna Cars. McKennaCars.com with nine dealerships in LA and Orange County. All roads lead to McKenna. That's McKennaCars.com. All right, y'all. Let's get into it. So, Irene, love it. Welcome back to the show. First two time guest ever on In a Minute with Evan Love It. And for those of you that have been listening for a while, you may remember Irene and I going back and forth. She was asking me questions and giving some honest uh, sidebar answers in episode 21. And she was a fan favorite. I received a lot of DMs about that. So it's fun and appropriate to bring her back for the year end. But now the tables are turned and you're going to be the one on the hot seat, Irene. How does it feel? I, I mean, I hope you gave me easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. For those of you that don't know, we did a Q&A on the Instagram stories this week. Or we, we presented that we were going to do a Q&A. So I picked some questions. Nothing, you know, there weren't too many hardball questions, but some that I thought were interesting. And, you know, Irene, one thing I've always said about her since we were dating, she's the most honest oh, and wow. forthright person that I know, which is, you know, at the time was a crazy uh, human quality to me, but now it's something that I value immensely. So I'll tell you this, you're going to get the honest truth from her. So let's let's start from from Steve O'Shear. First question, are you guys always talking about L.A. even at home? And Irene, do you ever get sick of it? Uh, well, we are definitely always talking about L.A. in a minute now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, do we? T well, no, at home, not so much because like when we sit down for dinner, that's our time to kind of catch up on each of our days. And we really do try to put the focus and emphasis on Felix. So we ask him about what he did at school, um, you know, sports. He's, you know, big into sports. So we talk about that. 
Uh, but yeah, obviously LA does come up, but more so probably when we're driving because we do drive around we drive a lot. A ton. We drive, or, we do. And for you Metro people, mass transit people, listen, I love it. I respect it. And I'm a supporter, but that's what we do. We, we love driving and seeing the city. You know the autonomy and the freedom, but go on, continue. And even when we're not driving together, let's say sometimes I'm driving by myself and I see something that I think Evan would like or appreciate, I'll snap a photo and send it to him. Um, but yeah, LA, it's our background. So how do we not discover or try to talk about it as much as we can? So no, no, I'm not, definitely not sick about it. And sick you of never it. get sick of it? No, of course not. I love it. I, I mean, even today, I mean, we're, we're recording this on Christmas <laughs> and we, we're in the LA in a Minute studios. We hopped into the car from our house. I mean, it's only like a three minute walk, but we, we did drive. And the first thing I said, stepping out of the house, I hadn't been outside um, all morning. And I said, wait, seriously, like this is Christmas? <laughs> It's, what is it, like 70 degrees? Jeez, I had a big coat I mean, on and I took it off because it's kind of hot. LA, baby. We love it. No, I could say I don't get sick of it. And that was a great answer from Irene. Okay. From Elisa Orozco, Orozco, who wanted to make sure I represent Downey. So Downey, what up? Represent. Great community. Irene has some cousins that live out there. In fact, what up, Downey? What are the best perks about being Mrs. LA in a minute? Uh-oh. Ooh. That's fun. Um, yeah, I get to live vicariously through you. It's sort of you, even though I, I know you don't like to think of yourself as an influencer, but you do <laughs> kind of have that influencer status and people send you gifts. And when anytime it's food, I'm always appreciative of that. Send food. Any sponsors, <laughs> potential sponsors, anybody who cooks, actually, send us food. That is always what we love. No, um, and there's honestly, there's been a couple of times when we've gone out to dinner. And I remember this one time, actually, I think it was Evan's birthday dinner. And we're in Frogtown and we were at a place, Loretto. Um, and the uh, server came. It wasn't our server. It was, uh, I wouldn't yeah, call it like a server sommelier. Like in, in, oh, good call. That's um, exactly what and it was. he just poured us a glass of wine. And I'm thinking, like, neither of us ordered this. And he said, I love your content. <laughs> and he was like, this is on the house. And I'm like, this is honestly really, this is cool. Like, people are recognizing you. Um, and not in that superficial way, but really it's, because you're providing this information. And so I see the value that you're providing to people and to our city. And that's one of the perks. And you do get to go, you get invites for some cool places um, like Stallhouse was, and Ooh. I coming from a design background, it's it, it was a place, it was a house that I'd always wanted to tour. Um, so you were invited and you're always really great about asking if your wife can tag along uh so those are those are some of the perks that's a good that's good and by the way i gotta mention i am wearing these uh, hoodie joggers and house shoes from the marathon clothing brand thank you jorge paniche not sponsored not sponsored <laughs> just a friend but it was an awesome gift so thank you jorge r.i.p nipsey um okay 
This next one, very interesting. This comes from Arabelli. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. In Singapore. And yes, we, we mentioned before, we have some nice international listenership, which is always just super flattering and I think speaks to Los Angeles and how much people just love LA. But the question is, what are your favorite cities outside of Los Angeles? Ooh. Yeah. Um, outside of LA. Oh, Mexico City. We wow. were in Mexico City. We'd love to go again. Uh, the last, I'd been, my my mom has some cousins that live in Mexico City. So I got to go when I was like 18 or so. Um, and then we went again with my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and nephew. Uh, 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah um, before COVID. And we were there maybe four or five days or so. I mean, we loved it. I the architect, uh, the food, huh. culture. Uh, I'm Mexican, so I always like exploring, uh, going back to my my roots and seeing different cities in Mexico. But Mexico City definitely stands out as one of my top. And then I also one. say. Uh, New Orleans. Yes, uh, that honestly, that's what I was going to lead with for me domestically. Sorry to interrupt, but for me, it feels like the most foreign city in America. And I sort of love that. And I've never been around that kind of food slash yeah, food culture American wise. But sorry to take take the thunder. Go on. Uh, no, that yeah, that's perfect. I remember we went for Jazz Fest and I mean, neither of us are big kind of jazz uh, listeners. Uh, music listeners, but no, huge music listeners. But we no, don't sorry, listen to a lot we, of jazz. We don't specifically, specifically like, like exactly. It. Yeah. Um, but I remember trying at all the food vendors at this oh. festival, and that like there was like a pork lechon, pork lechon, really delicious, yes. and then just kind of walking around the whole town. It and was, in the city, for those who haven't been there, Po Boys, um, the Muffalata from Central Market. Uh, crab boil it's just so unique i don't eat a lot of southern food and i don't know where to find creole good creole and cajun i know there's a couple places i I guess i never really seek it out enough but that trip was like revolutionary for for me because all this stuff i hadn't tried that was so good and so delicious yes and uh, yeah that's that's on our list to revisit we've only been once and uh that was enough to to want us to go back and, and anybody who's, at, I don't know if Arapelli was asking me, but I always got to mention Vegas because that's that's my backyard. Did a special Vegas episode, you guys know, but those are great answers. Uh, Mexico City and New Orleans. Okay, from Anderson H. Raiders. <laughs> Go Raiders, by the way. Um, Raiders. How come you are never, this is to Irene, how come you're never in any of the LA in a Minute videos? Would you ever co-host the podcast or even fill in if Evan couldn't do it? Interesting. That's a two-parter. Both oh, wow. interesting. Uh, why aren't I in the videos? Well, I don't need to be. <laughs> you're the one. You're the narrator. Stories aren't about me. You're talking about different areas in LA. So no need for me to be there. <laughs> co-host. I mean, this is kind of fun. I like that you invite me. Uh, now this is my second time. By and demand. I appreciate By demand. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, I like having a small role. I, I'm I'm fine there. Maybe I can fit in more behind the scenes. I've thought about different ways that I can contribute more. I know a lot of times Evan will talk about how his schedule. I think he has 
Ooh. he can use some help in the scheduling realm. Oh, man. And yes. that's where I feel like maybe I would be play a better role. Um, and then I know this is kind of macabre to talk about on Christmas Day, but he does say, he's like, if I ever, if I just pass away, you know, you know the password to my phone, just publish all my drafts. True story. So that's something where I would step in. And- two, two, two notes on that. Number one, um, I hope eventually it becomes a family uh business if you will i would love to have irene on board not not starring the video. it's not her thing she wanted to absolutely but it's not her thing felix has been in the background of a couple videos which i think is pretty cool but we also don't want to like yeah and that's where i sort of like yeah. i don't really i want to keep him a little more private and so i know there was that one episode early on where he had Felix on uh, it was the in and out episode yeah. and i was like why didn't you ask me first i i, I just I, I like to have him be more private, and I'm okay now with the podcast because obviously you're not really watch looking at him. It's but. personal, and I think the podcast. Thank you again to everybody listening because it's it is personal, but I feel like we're all friends. It's a nice like trust situation. I feel like if you're listening, if you're still listening to this episode, I mean, you gotta like what you hear. So I I think that it's a let's call it a safe space, if you will. But another point, she's right about publishing the drafts. Hold her accountable. Hopefully, God forbid nothing happens. Oh gosh, please don't. (laughs) But but do, I have so many unpublished drafts. I I do want them to see the light of day. Okay, so moving on on that. This is from Josh Highland. (laughs) Do you ever get jealous that Evan is invited to all the carne asadas? Oh, wow, that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, No, it's a badge of honor. Carne asada. If you're invited to the carne asada, that essentially means like you're in with our people. So I always appreciate... I. I don't do it as much anymore, but in the beginning, I used to read the comments more often. Every time I'd see like, dude, you're invited to the Garden of Salad, I'd always screenshot it and, send, and circle it and send a photo to Evan. And at this point, I was like, "We've you're invited to so many Garden of Salads, like we won't go hungry. We are set for, I'd say the rest of the year, but I mean, it's like, like we are at the end of the year, but 2024. Uh, so no, it's about. I think it's hilarious. I love it. So keep inviting him to the carne. Keep asadas. inviting me. I love carne asadas, but just know I'm bringing Irene and Felix uh, to the carne. And asada. Evan could put it down with the yeah. There was a funny story. Yes. But we were yes. We were date. It was. I think we'd only been dating like a few months, maybe. And my friend, um, shout out Crystal, invited shout me. Out. To, it was Crystal her birthday. Crystal and Irvin, Irvin Aranya, <laughs> awesome DJ photographer, and their son is like this DJ prodigy. By the way, he's like three, but he already like spins and scratches. It's amazing. But anyway, before all that, I yeah, really, one so of we her were good early friends, dating. Crystal, yeah. It was her birthday. She invited us over, um, and Evan. I honestly, I was like, if you don't stop eating, you w- we won't have any food for any of the other guests. I was a little embarrassed. It was her parents. Her parents. White guy. But no, her dad will still, to this day, I mean, this was like 20 years ago. And every and anytime we see her dad, he'll say like, dude, prop. <laughs> like, this is, I'm honored that you really put put it down with my I crushed it that day I honestly crushed it I probably had two plus pounds myself no joke yeah so so uh... keep the invites coming in other words thank you um okay this is an interesting one from RSL 225 I always think that's a birthday by the way note if you ever have a number like that in your birthday I'm always gonna I mean your name I'm gonna assume that's your birthday this is interesting I don't know how I would answer this but Irene is there any part of LA that you think sucks (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Uh, sucks? No, I wouldn't go that far. There's definitely areas that aren't my favorite. Uh, but even if I don't love them, I'd say there's still part of what makes LA, LA. Uh, so no, I wouldn't say any part sucks, but probably my least favorite well, Hollywood, because it oh, just—it's a little one. grimy and it's—it's it's touristy. Um, and you got to understand this about Irene. She, again, one of the reasons I fell in love with her, she's not cliche. And in fact, she's kind of anti the go with the crowd, but not—not not in a contrarian sense. Uh, it's a natural. She's just got great, like, uh, what's the word, like optics she has good um like feel about things so she doesn't love to what people think are popular and hollywood like represents la and all those cliche bad ways so from me perspective pers personally i feel like irene almost not has it out for hollywood but it's like oh okay hollywood's the cliche part of la anyway and it is a little grimy a little dirty and listen if you take your friends that have never been to la and they want to go see the hollywood walk of fame you can't tell me with a straight face that they're not going to be a little disappointed in what they think Hollywood is. Yes, but I do love, we're only about eight minutes. It's like a 10 minute drive from where we live to Hollywood. So I like that we have that like in our back pocket, but I'm never like, well, this is like, this is so cool. I just kind of think it's a little, I mean, it's kind of funny that I was like, it's cool that we are so close to Hollywood. But I will say this for me. I've always kind of rooted for a Hollywood renaissance because I do think Hollywood is the lifeblood. I mean, let's be honest here. Hollywood's kind of what built LA. So I'm always hoping the way downtown, turn of the century, just went from a place that my dad, Mr. LA, was like, why would you go downtown? There's nothing there to like, now it's DTLA and it's cool. It's got. I'm hoping Hollywood has a similar renaissance. And I will admit to, up Beachwood is gorgeous. The neighborhood like north of Hollywood, not North Hollywood, but that little neighborhood like north of what is that sunset up there? Oh yeah, yeah. Where you? Uh -huh. I, I did an episode on the time switch up there, but you can walk yeah. up the Hollywood sign. That part's cool, but like the Hollywood part, uh, I'm on board. I don't think it sucks, but but I, I respect Irene's Agreed. opinion on this one. Um, and honestly, again, going like Beverly Hills, it feels it's very it's beautiful. You're driving around like like these amazing homes. Again, I I I love that we ha have it so accessible. Uh, but that's probably one of the areas I feel the least comfortable. I'm never mm -hmm. like going, seeking, going out of my way. I'm like, no, it just, uh, I feel uncomfortable walking in this neighborhood. Um, and then I kind of feel that way about West Hollywood too. I don't, it's not my favorite. West Hollywood's but, different. I mean, I see, uh, it's, it's definitely a strong culture and it's own culture out there. I see, we never seek it out, but we go there. We go but there I don't, I wouldn't say it here. sucks. I wouldn't say it sucks. I just, they're not my favorite. That's, that's. That's all I gotta say. Fair. Okay. From Desiree Daisy. What are your hot ooh, what are your hobbies when you're not exploring LA? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Reading. We <laughs> like we like to read. We're not big TV people. No. Uh eating. Oh gosh, and yeah, eating. But I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with exploring LA because when anytime we are eating, we're uh Eat, trying to hit up you know cool spots in LA uh so what are our other and, but eating I think we cook at home Irene's look I used to be this experimental cook that was like one of my things I actually had a blog 
called Love and Magnolia Gardens because I had a garden at our first place, which was on Magnolia Boulevard. And I grow peas and I grow broccoli and I grow jalapenos. And I try to and make- And you had a journal? <laughs> well, a <laughs> journal. Had a I had journal. a blog. True. But I, cooking like was my quote unquote thing for a while. So I think we cook. But now Irene's the main chef, and no, she's... and not a chef. I'm a cook. I okay, follow fair, recipes. Fair. I look on. I still use Pinterest, so I look on. Uh, honestly, I search easy re- weekday recipes, and Evan somehow finds them. I think just because we, it's a. I I try to do different recipes. I don't like yeah. to repeat. Yeah, recipes, we don't repeat even right, right. when they're good. Uh, so I think it's because it's new, and he's like, "Wow, you're amazing." Uh, but I'm like, they're <laughs> yeah, not mine. I just follow instructions to the teaspoon (laughs) (laughs) that's cute but they're damn good so i I, honestly we are always exploring la but i'd say cooking and food yeah drinking (laughs) Drinking. (laughs) okay from jason jimenez are there any places in la that you would like to focus on more i think that's for you that's probably yeah okay um okay this is the truth Oh, there's two areas. There's three areas that it. I kick myself that I can't get out there enough. Um, oh, San Gabriel Valley. San Gabriel Valley, number one. Whether it's Rosemead, Monterey Park, Sierra Madre, Altadena, just everywhere out there. I know the food is good. I know the culture's deep. I got a Lucky Baldwin draft that will eventually be published, and it'll talk about uh, Baldwin Avenue. Um, but there's so much out. Santa Anita Park. The Derby, I, I, it's we wolf. need a staycation. Yeah, for it is because there's different. it's it's so much to cover. And again, you, I, I don't need to tell you guys. You know how big LA is, but that area in itself is a metropolis. Same applies for Santa Clarita. My friends, what up, SCV? Have always been so supportive, and I do like that area. I used to kind of clown it. I always think Santa Clarita is sort of how now how people thought of the valley maybe 20 or 30 years ago but there's stuff up there there's culture up there there's activities out there old town new hall the discovery of gold the golden spike um saint francis dam which i did cover there's a lot up there a lot of history and then third and perhaps most personally slash important is that just like montebello hawaiian gardens bell gardens kadehi vernon that part of the city which has so much did i say huntington park which has so much interesting stuff and again the culture and it's undercovered and and i need to get out there and cover that but you know obviously the best days are when i get to take irene and felix irene where would you like to go that maybe we haven't been as much um i don't know i honestly truthfully we even before la in a minute We'd always just get in the car, drive around. Yeah. That was the best way to really take in the city because you have, you can put on your favorite music in the background and you just really take in all the different characteristics. And you're like, wow, what if I grew up in this area? Like, how different would my life be if I grew up oh, here? It's massive. And I know people always compare, people love comparing LA to New York. And sometimes I wonder, like, if you were in New York, you wouldn't be able to explore the city as much because let's say you either pay for an expensive cab ride or you're underground in the subway. You're not really able to take it in. So that's one of the things I love about LA. It's so what's massive. Um, and we get to ride in our car. You can see it as you're exploring. That's a great way. Listen, again, I know, look, the mass transit undercurrent is heavy and important. And Irene's right, though. Like, 
with an underground subway, you're not seeing the city as you're exploring. You got to be like, I'm going to this stop and I'm going to get off, which is cool. Yeah, but, you walk but, it more, but I mean, you can only walk so far. Correct. There's uh, something to be said about driving, driving, then saying, let's get off here and then walk. So right. unapologetic car people. Look, that's it's what we are, right? We, we love it. LA car culture. Okay. Now, this last question I have on, to- on tap. This is from Flavio for fun. And by the way, we're getting to Felix next, but this is from Flavio for fun. Give us a behind the scenes. Do you like it that sometimes everywhere you go, Evan is always working on an episode? Do I like it? Uh, yes, in a in a way, because he's giving us the history as we're getting to it. Uh, in another, so some like if it's during the week. I, again, I think I mentioned this in the past. Um, mostly on weekends is when Ev, Felix and I tag along. And then uh, sometimes on weekends, say we do have schedule, like let's we're seeing friends or something in whatever area, we tend to run a little late. And then Evan says, uh, oh, by the way, I need to like make a stop oh. here. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Like we're already running late. Like we don't have time. That literally <laughs> He's usually really week. quick. Uh, oh yes, and for example, that happened on wow. Friday. I. Felix and I were seeing a play in Culver City. Uh, so we were meeting my sister at like five o'clock. And then we also had something at like noon. He got out at one. Evan, we were trying to see get to Cupid's because it's closing. <laughs> the Cupid's in Northridge is closing, which is the one my dad used to always go to. And that's super important. But to we me. were in Woodland Hills. And from Woodland Hills to Northridge on a Friday afternoon and it was a it's holiday like at least Friday, 30 so minutes gonna be doubled. and i was like yep. i need to yep. get home because i still need to like work out and get a shower in and i'm like we're cutting it close so then i was like oh this is that at that point that's when it's like a little frustrating <laughs> because or i get annoyed a little bit because like we can't fit in your la in a minute today sorry but luckily we're not that far we you know you can do that on your own time I sometimes. <laughs> it is it is okay then fine one more from me then this is from Evan Lovett. How awesome is it to be? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh I'm God, just kidding. No, I'll tell you what's awesome was Irene for being here and being on the mic. You wouldn't know it because she was so comfortable and good, but she always tries to play the I'm nervous, I'm shy card, but you kick butt today. I oh, think well, people thanks. are going to be like, you need to be the cause. Uh, oh gosh, no. Um, but you're such a natural. I always, I when I watch you on television. I mean, even for for this, when you asked me to come on, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, it'll be fun. It'll be easy. And then as we're sitting down, I started to get nervous. I'm like, no, I got too much in my head. Like, oh, I need to sound a certain way. Like, I don't like. I'm trying to really share like my personality like how are people gonna get see me when they don't really know just with words uh but you're such a wordsman over here wordsmith she's by being yourself (laughs) and by being the truest most genuine person that i've known and that was why we got married 17 going on 18 18 years years ago wow so thank you irene for being here but up next we got felix so stay tuned Okay, 
We are here in front of me at the I Am Studios with apologies to Irene. Probably my favorite guest ever. No, for sure my favorite guest ever. Felix Lovett, 10-year-old, my son, Mr. L.A. in a Minute Jr. Now, Felix, you're on the mic, and I want to thank you for coming in. We're going to do your segment a little bit differently. We're going to do what we call Felix's Five Favorites. I'm going to ask you separate fives about Los Angeles, and you let us know your favorite. Are you up for that? Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Up first, Felix's five favorite foods, favorite restaurants that you like to eat at in L.A. Felix, talk to me. Uh, my f- my five favorites are... Go one at a time. Let's see, let's see what you got. Give me one first. Okay. Studio Sushi. Studio Sushi, right there in Studio City. Cute little place across from Radford Studios. Not on Sushi Row, on Ventura. Off of Sushi Row. That's what kind of makes it special, at least to, to our family. Felix, what do you order there? I order a lot of things. Uh, edamame. Salmon. Octopus. Yeah, he loves octopus. You like that creamy rock shrimp? Oh, yeah. Uh, the ramune. Oh, ramune, that Japanese soda that you got to like kind of pop the top. That's fun stuff. And then maybe a miso soup if you're in the mood. So Studio Sushi. We are a big sushi family. And that's his favorite. All right, okay. Number two. What's up next? in and out Oh, in and out What's your order at in and out in and out I usually order a cheeseburger with grilled onions. Okay. And french fries. Do you get it? What's your drink usually there? Uh, like a lemonade. Do you like a lemonade or do you get a shake sometimes too? Oh, yeah, shake. What flavor? Chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate shake. In and out. Gotta. It's my number one favorite. Oh, that's number one. Okay. Okay. What else? Give me another restaurant. What's number three? Number three, Tommy's. Oh, now that's LA fun right there. What do you get at Tommy's? Chili cheeseburger with chili cheese fries and probably a soda. Soda. Uh oh. That is a love it trait right there. My dad took me to Tommy's. I take Felix to Tommy's. We love it. Okay, what's another one? Number four, favorite food. Sharkies. Sharkies. Un- underrated, underappreciated Los Angeles chain. Organic, Americanized Mexican, but it's delicious and it tastes fresh and guilt-free. What do you get at Sharkies? At Sharkies, uh... The tortilla roll-up, I think it's called, right? Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I haven't. It's ate like this little ch- chicken cheese, like mini burrito kind of thing. But yeah, we are definitely a Sharky's family. Okay, number five. What's your five favorite? Fifth favorite. Prince Street. Oh, the New York transplant, but probably my favorite pizza as well. What yeah, do you like? Prince what do you- Street's my favorite pizza too, and it's probably number. Three. It's really good. Ooh, what do you get there? Do you get the triangle slices or do you get those thick square slices? That the they thick square slices. I get the pepperoni. Yeah. Tell them about that pepperoni. Why is that Prince Street pepperoni different? 
The Prince Street pepperoni is different because it's like it's rolled. It's it's, it's like the edges are curled, and they put a ton of it on there. And it's a little those small little pepperonis, right? Yeah. But yeah, we crushed some Prince Street. Okay, up next, Felix's five favorite fun and games. Your five favorite things to do in LA. Give me that list. My favorite things to do? Yes. No particular order. Just throw them out there. Yeah. Okay, my favorite thing to do is go to Dodger Stadium and see the Dodgers play. Yeah. Otani and Yamamoto in the house this year. Woo! Hopefully we could still afford tickets. What else? SoFi Stadium. SoFi. We just went. We went for the L.A. Bowl. It is a true masterpiece of art. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Well said. That is a great, great place. What else? The Hollywood sign. Now, I've talked about the Hollywood sign numerous times on Intimate with Evan Lovett. And it's a good hike. You get you got to see L.A., and yeah it's a lot of, it, it so i always thought it was touristy you just see the song okay big deal hollywood sign but we went and like felix said we hiked up there and you get to really explore it's like a behind the scenes and i had no idea because i thought it was just the hollywood sign not even the story just the process of getting up there and going up there it's it's a fun thing it's a good tourist in your own town number one right there okay what for me what's next what else do you like the Griffith Observatory. Oh, now that, wow, that's a good one. Why do you like the Griffith Observatory? Because you get a good view of the Hollywood sign. <laughs> <laughs> I just mentioned that. That's okay. No, dude, Griffith Park, that's a fun one. And it's just fun. You get to, in the inside, there's a bunch of like stuff that you could see. Yeah. That was... That was astronomy exhibit, astronomy, a history of, of Griffith, J. Griffith. But no, it was a groundbreaking place for science. And Felix has a telescope. He's interested in the stars and science. So that makes sense. That was a good one. Okay. What's what would be the fifth Felix's five favorite fun? My fifth one um, would be the San Fernando mission. Oh, that's cool. What do you like about San Fernando mission? San Fernando mission beautiful it's like the history inside it's the history there is a good beautiful church there's an El Camino Real Bell yeah and there's somewhere inside the mission where it's like you got to see where they made the wine that's right and Sam wow that's actually a really good historical point because that was sort of at the core of what made Los Angeles wine country and i just had a mission project about it too <laughs> that's right that's right he's in fourth grade and they each had to select a mission and he did a project and he got an a plus i think it was like 27 out of 25 right because the project was so good no, if I, or 20, 20 27 out of 26 i think the teacher messed up though okay but he did great he did a great job and who got married at the san fernando mission by the way my parents. That's right. That's right. We did. We did. Oldest place in uh, L.A. City proper. Okay. Now, Felix's five favorite features of Los Angeles. What? What? Why do you like Los Angeles, Felix? Because of the mountains. Yeah. The palm trees. 
Sunshine, the beauty, and the sixth street bridge is really nice too. Those are, jeez, that's right out of the LA playbook. Let me see if I can recap. Mountains, palm trees, the sunshine, the beauty, and the sixth street bridge. And you know how I feel about the sixth street bridge. Those are some five good features. Felix, thank you very much for being here. I love you, little buddy. Hopefully, this is the first of many appearances on In a Minute with Eva Love It. Love you, too. Thank you for bringing me on. Absolutely, buddy. See you soon. So you heard about our sponsor today at the top of the show, McKenna Cars. Let me tell you the McKenna Cars story. Check this out. In 1949, when 16-year-old Mike McKenna was arrested for streetcar racing in South Boston, the judge gave him two options, serve time or serve his country. Well, he chose the latter and he joined the Marines. He was sent across the country to Camp Pendleton, where he met Bob Stevens, who would become his new best friend. When Mike and Bob left the service, they moved to L.A., where Bob's father-in-law, who was a retired German doctor, was given one of the first Volkswagen dealerships in Los Angeles. He asked the boys to join him in the biz, and they jumped at the chance. And the VW Beetle gained in popularity. And while that happened, Mike McKenna learned to treat his customers with respect and support. And when Porsche was offered a few years later, they welcomed the new brand by expanding their sales and service departments. Now Mike's son, Danny McKenna, he took over the Volkswagen Porsche operation when his dad moved to Hawaii. But they shared nine Volkswagen stores and three Porsche stores in California and Hawaii. Now Danny and his kids manage Volkswagen dealerships in both Huntington Beach and Cerritos, plus the McKenna Porsche and McKenna Audi in Norwalk. They invite you to visit McKennaCars.com and see how easy it is to lease or purchase a new Volkswagen or Porsche. After 70 years in business, you'll experience a team that's firing on all cylinders. That's McKenna. McKennaCars.com. All roads lead to McKenna. Now, one thing to do in L.A. this week. You know what this week is. It's New Year's. And every New Year's Day, my dad had a tradition. He'd throw on shorts, grab a bottle of cheap champagne. I'm talking the cheapest champagne. He was not a champagne or wine person. We're talking Corbell. Uh, we're talking even uh, Manischewitz sometimes. And he'd put on the Rose Bowl. But that's not the tradition. I mean, that was his tradition. But it wasn't all he did. He'd also light a cigar, sometimes maybe a joint, and he'd take a puff and he would say, while the rest of the country is out there freezing their asses off, we're here in the sunshine in our shorts. And while that might not be the most poetic way to put it, the sentiment was spot on because that's the core of Los Angeles and the migration of Los Angeles, at least from within the United States. It's no small thanks to the boosters, Charles Nordoff to Charles Loomis, guys who for generations in the 19th century promoted L.A. as the panacea to all that ails you, where the sun shines 320 days a year. But the big rush, the big migration came after television, specifically because of the Rose Bowl game and in turn the Rose Parade. And the Rose Bowl game was a granddaddy of them all. You see that it features a team from the West Coast or used to Pac-10, Pac-12, RIP, the conference. It gets a team from the Big Ten, inevitably a cold climate place, Wisconsin, Michigan. And it will be on TV for all the world to see with an eye-popping backdrop of the gorgeous sun-drenched San Gabriel Mountains. 
And for the people that are indeed, to quote my dad, freezing their asses off, this was the siren song to pack it up, put everything in the station wagon and move the family out west. And again, it wasn't just that Rose Bowl game. It was the Rose Parade. And that's something that was then and still is the ultimate New Year's Day spectacle. And not just because they play it over and over on KTLA every New Year's morning. When I was growing up, it was Bob Eubanks and Stephanie Edwards. Now, apparently, it's Mario Lopez and Anna Gastier. I hope I pronounced the name right. I'm terrible with celebrities. You guys know that. And look, Pasadena is something entirely on its own. The community started as the Indiana colony for infirm people that wanted to recreate Indiana, but in a better climate. And that turned into one of the more upscale and insulated and honestly waspy places in Los Angeles. But the Rose Parade is special. And it's been and still is very important to Los Angeles. And that's what you're going to do this week. And you know what we do here. We got to talk about the history a little bit. How did the Rose Parade start? Well, a parade with with roses and flowers. I mean, again, it's crazy, right? And that's a tradition that's now going on 134 years. So members of the Pasadena Valley Hunt Club first staged the parade in 1890. Most of these members of the club were former residents of the Midwest, Indiana, Ohio, Iowa, and they wanted to showcase their new California home's mild and temperate winter weather. And what better way to show it off than by marching in the sunshine with a bunch of roses in the rest of the country? There are no roses blooming in the middle of December, end of December. So at a club meeting, Professor... Charles Holder announced this in 1889, and I quote, in New York, people are buried in the snow. Here, our flowers are blooming and our oranges are about to bear. Let's hold a festival to tell the world about our paradise. Sounds similar to my dad's refrain 100 years later, huh? A little bit more eloquent, but still rings true. So this Valley Hunt Club organized horse-drawn carriages covered in flowers, followed by foot races, polo matches, tug of war. And the first time, 1890, there were 2,000 people that showed up. Not bad, not bad. And after seeing all the flowers on display, the professor said, you know what, moving forward, let's call it the Tournament of Roses. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And by 1902, College football decided to stage the Rose Bowl game to help fund the cost of staging the parade at a place called Tournament Park in Pasadena. That was before the Rose Bowl Stadium was built. So the game and the state the game and the parade were kind of hand in hand. And by the next year, there were a hundred thousand spectators there. This was a big deal. Everybody wanted to be in the sun. Everybody wanted to tell their relatives back home. Don't forget. of Los Angeles was transplants at the turn of the century. 85% of people were from somewhere else. So you can bet they were writing letters. You can bet whatever version of photography there were. They were capturing those moments. And that's why the Rose Parade has went on and become a humongous deal. And it's ran interrupted since 1890, with the exceptions being during World War II and during covid But by 2004, there were a million spectators at the Rose Parade and millions more on TV worldwide 
watching that sunshine, getting ready for the Rose Bowl, but shining a glorious light, natural light, beautiful light on Los Angeles and yes, Pasadena. And a stat I just learned this week, which was very cool. Thank you, LA Times. Is the roses, which were once the pride of California local farms, well, now they come mostly from Colombia and Ecuador, but with good reason, pricing, taxes, tariffs, all that stuff. But those roses come from land that replaced the cocoa farms that used to supply the drug infrastructure down there. And now roses are more profitable. So that's very cool. From cocoa fields to rose gardens, I'll take that. And you know what's funny? They say that the South American roses are the biggest and most robust in the world, and they last longer, 10 days to two weeks. So it's a win-win for everyone, especially those of us that look forward to the parade, even at times with a significant hangover. So whether you camp out early on New Year's Eve to get one of the best spots, or you're just shaking off the cobwebs watching Mario and Anna, This year is going to be the 134th Rose Parade. So enjoy this Los Angeles tradition. And that's what you're going to do in LA this week. So thank you everyone for listening to episode 46 of In A Minute with Evan Lovett. Thank you to my amazing, wonderful, incredible guests, Irene Lovett and Felix Lovett. This show would not exist without them. They continue to to inspire every day, every week. And I really hope you enjoyed their their guest appearances. Maybe we have them back. Give me some feedback on that. Let me know what you think. I want to wish everybody a very happy new year with love, luck, happiness, and prosperity in 2024. Thank you for supporting the show. And if you have one second, hit that five-star rating button. Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Google, whatever you use. See if you can get that five-star rating. And if you have 30 seconds and you're in the mood... Leave a review. It's important. It's very helpful. And check this out. The most recent review is always featured in Apple Podcasts. You could have your 15 minutes of fame. It shows the last review along with the show. So again, thank you. And happy new year, y'all. It's been a minute. (laughs) 